Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 201 of Manage the Wild. I'm your host, Nick Madsen. Recently, I went out with biologists to a mountain range called the Hog Ups. The Hog Ups is, oh, it's way out there. BFE. Like, we are way out there. There's not much going on. It's on the north end of the Great Salt Lake, and there is just not a whole lot going on. And when you arrive, you look, and there's not a whole lot going on. What was once covered in sagebrush and junipers and bitterbrush is now just cheatgrass and just a bunch of invasives. And what has happened is they've had some lightning strikes and some other types of fires, some man-made, some natural. And it burned everything off. And when it grew back, the only thing that grew back was invasive species. The challenge is this used to be awesome mule deer habitat, but now it is just cheatgrass. There's not a whole lot that came back that we want. Uh, Bromus tectorum, uh, Bromus rubens, red brome, and a bunch of them, uh, just, just nothing that is desirable. This is the, one of the challenges that are facing mule deer currently. One of the biggest threats is after disturbances, whether man-made or natural, uh, they're losing this high-quality habitat. And there's two reasons they need sagebrush and those type of shrub habitat. One is for food. Um, the smaller the ungulate, the more high-quality protein they need. Elk are a lot larger. They can take in different types of food and do fairly well. Mule deer, on the other hand, uh, they they struggle. They need they need some of these plants like sagebrush or bitterbrush because it provides just uh, a really high amount of protein and it's easily digestible for them uh, and they can metabolize it, turn it into energy. But it also provides cover for them as well. Uh, the winters out there get pretty harsh. Uh, temperatures drop really low. The wind blows. There's quite a bit of snow. And so this area is losing out on all of that because of invasive species moving in. When I think of in space, uh, invasive species that are moving in, I remember uh, I was attending a college lecture. A professor came from a different university, and their whole life has been studying invasive species and what do you do about them. And towards the end of the lecture, they asked if there was any questions, and I raised my hand, and I said, uh... What, when is the point that we just give up on invasive species and the whole room went silent? I was basically asking, are we so far gone that you can no longer work with, you just have to accept that invasive species are here to stay. And people didn't like that question. One is because there is nothing we can do about it. And two is people are making a lot of money off of studying invasive species. And so I basically was told to shut up. No, that they didn't say shut up, but that's kind of the response I got. Uh, is I'm still making doing all my research off invasive species, and you just have to accept that I'm going to continue to make money off of it. And I said okay, but that's the tr problem and the challenge, and that's one of the greatest threats uh, that mule deer are going to face. One, they're losing habitat at a high, high rate. Uh, development is constantly going on. We're fragmenting the, the, the heck out of their area. We're putting in roads constantly. 
uh, if it's not houses or commercial or roads, then we're putting in oil wells and we're just constantly creating these disturbances. And if uh, we're not doing that, then we're causing fires and we're filling the area full of invasive species that are not good for them. Managers, there are a few things that managers can do. Uh, using post, what they call post-fire recovery strategies, one of the ways that they can do is immediately after a fire, go in and plant with the correct seeds. Try to beat out the invasive species. Uh, the other one is applying chemicals and herbicides, uh, trying to target those certain areas that are full of invasives and to reduce them. Uh, stop with uh, off-road use. Limit those areas that are at the highest risk for your mule deer populations. And then... Um, another one, and this is kind of the, this post-fire recovery, but... In, in a couple of these articles, they talked about green stripping areas. In areas that are high risk for wildfires uh, and cheatgrass invasion, they talk about creating these green strips where you can break it up and reduce the amount of spread from the cheatgrass. Try to break that cheatgrass up. And then the other one uh, that's really difficult, but it's really effective it's just a lot of man hours is going out there and planting those desirable shrub species, uh, bitterbrush, sagebrush, rabbit brush, some of those berries. Uh, and so some of that is really effective, but it's often difficult. And in the end, uh, there is the slow, slow march of invasives. And just like the hog ups, there are areas that are slowly, slowly being overrun. Every time there's a fire, it advances that invasive. And it's almost depressing to watch an area that was once full of sagebrush and wonderful, beautiful habitat to be just laid waste and dead and just miles of cheatgrass. We're talking a whole mountain range of cheatgrass. There's a few stands of junipers that are left but what is usually left is burned up in not too long because there's so many lightning strikes that happen out there. It's just a crazy place. It's really pretty. Desolate. Feels like you're on the moon. But invasive species are going to be one of those things that are going to be the downfall of mule deer. All right, you guys. After that wonderful message, have a great day. Stay wild. Take care.